Hatched, a new audio musical by Lydia Shaw and Edward Court. Part 3 When the ladybirds awoke, daylight was just hitting the trees above them. It had got chilly overnight and Fallon gave a little shuddery shake to warm herself. As the sun peeped above the horizon, the chill faded slightly and Marnie sighed in pleasure at the warmth. Leaving the cover of the trees behind, they emerged at the base of Mount Matter, the glorious sunshine falling on their faces and the rocky beauty before them. It was more beautiful than Fallon remembered. The sheer height of it was enough to make a beach drop open. The wild mountain flowers grew in every colour under the sun. Yellow, purple, red, blue, orange. And stood defiantly above lush green patches of grass. The grey, jagged rocks towering above them felt fierce. Yet also bold and powerful set against a pure blue sky. Ahead, a dusty trail led up the base of the mountain upon which the ladybirds began to walk. They walked on and on until they had reached a point above the level of the trees. From here they could see the azure sea as it sparkled in the sunlight, whilst a breeze brought waves crashing onto the untouched sandy beach below. Safi paused for a moment and stared. Fallon had described it for her, but being here was something else. Wow. Pretty special, right? It's even better from the top. Just you wait. Every ladybird in the group had stopped now. This wasn't a view they got to see very often. Flight was a privilege reserved solely for the brother birds, and a bird's eye view like this was to be savoured. Most ladybirds would see it three, maybe four times in their whole lifetime. As she stood taking it all in, Fallon had the distinct feeling she was being watched. She turned her head quickly, but there was no one there. Come on, ladies. Time to get moving. Yes, let's go, ladies. They began walking again with varying levels of enthusiasm. Ahead, the path curved round the mountain, and soon they were trudging headfirst into a driving wind. They pushed onwards into the wind for what felt like an eternity before the path eventually turned and they were once again sheltered by Mount Matter. Relieved, the ladybirds paused to shake off their feathers and catch their breath. They were so pleased to be round the corner and out of the relentless wind that they didn't see the huge pile of boulders ahead blocking the path. Oh no, the rocks! The rumble last night must have started a landslide. Never in all her years of climbing Mount Matter had Penny met such a vast obstruction. What if we just fly over? We could all do it, and we don't have to tell anyone. It can just be a secret. What happens on Mount Matter stays on Mount Matter. Yeah. Fly? Are you out of your mind? It seemed Penny wasn't on board with that particular solution. Come on, Penny, we've got wings. Why can't we fly? Fallon, that's enough. We are ladybirds, and there are certain standards we must uphold. We must be polite, keep our morals right. Though it may seem trite, we must not use flight. It's with pride we stand dignified and grand. With our feet on land, dear 
here, please understand. I think we all need to take a moment, catch our breath and calm down. Balan and Safi snuck off round the corner. <laughs> oh, I'm a I'm so perfect and poised. Delicate too. Don't touch me, I might shatter. I'm a lady, bad to be seen, not heard, mustn't say a word that would be absurd. I must be polite, keep my morals right, don't go out at night, I could get a fright. Have to look appealing, but not revealing, while still concealing my deeper feeling. It's exhausting. <laughs> They've probably forgotten how to be anything else by now. Oh, Safi, you know, with different rules, this could be paradise. We could go on all sorts of adventures and I could take Flick out there to explore. Yeah, if the rules were different, we could do all that and more. Well, why don't you tell them to change the rules then, Mum? Flick! What are you doing here? I wanted to climb the mountain. I did tell you. And I told you you weren't old enough. How on earth did you get up here? I followed you. It was really quite easy, Mummy. I just hopped away while the mother bird was asleep. Sammy kept watch for me. I followed you all and slept right in the bushes next to you. I was totally safe. Then I stuck flat to the rocks behind you all while I came round the bend. Being small is actually quite useful sometimes, you know. And now I'm here with you. Flick, how naughty. I can't believe you did that. <laughs> I actually can't believe she did that. <laughs> what on earth are you doing here, young lady? Not only is it completely inappropriate for you to be here, but it is illegal. You are going to grow up to be a lady bird and you will be expected to act with decorum and grace. This is far from the behaviour I expect. Penny, look! Who's that? It's the chief watchbird. Quickly, <gasps> hide the chick. There'll be trouble if they know she's up here. It is forbidden. Everyone behind me, be quiet and nobody oh, move God. or say anything. A young female chick has been reported out of place and there are rumours of an extra bird in your party. Now, where is she? A chick? <laughs> Dear, I'm afraid we have no such chick here. Perhaps try by the beach. You know how much the chicks love playing in those waves. You are aware, I believe, that any ladybird found out of bounds, whether they are young or old, is to be punished? I am indeed. But fortunately, no ladybirds here are out of place. These ladies are off to lay their eggs and I am leading the way for them along the council-approved route. Well, let's hope that turns out to be true. For all your sakes. <laughs> Farewell. 
soared over Raka at a sprightly pace till he reached the most rich and exclusive place. The watering hole, which was kept solely for the watchbirds and brother birds. Need I say more? It was high on the cliff and it sported two pools with sun nests and bug bars and posh perching stalls. The watchbird touched down and waddled across to share what he'd found with Meripin, his boss. They said she's not there. I don't know if I believe them, but I searched the whole path and couldn't see her. I'm certain he knows something about her disappearance. You go speak to him, see if you can get anything out of him. Oh, if Lord Zandijay finds out this happened on our watch, it doesn't bear thinking about. Meripin brushed back his crest, turned and looked anxiously at the young Snifflehawk chick, who was dangling his talons in one of the pools. Don't worry. I've got this. Well, hello. Sammy, isn't it? Yes, sir. Now, do you know why you are here? No. We've invited you here to our club because we want to have a little chat with you. We are trying to find a young ladybird chick and we think you could aid us with our inquiries. Flick, I believe is her name. She has ventured out of place and we wouldn't want her to get lost now, would we? So, where is she? I don't know what you mean. Are you entirely sure about that? Sammy gave the watchbird an innocent look and tilted his head. Of course, Sammy knew exactly where Flick was, but he wasn't giving her up. It is very important that every bird on Racker Island knows their place and stays there. It keeps things working. For example, you. Why, you could have a place right here, my boy, at the top table. Just so long as you make good choices. If you want to be a brother bird, you must do your duty. Serve your leader, and in return, you will be thought of as one of the strongest, the bravest, the most powerful birds on the island. You'll be praised, you'll be adored, and you can have your pick of the ladybirds when you grow up. It's really very simple, Sally. At the top of the tree, life's so easy as see. You're always the winner. Get served first at dinner, act all calm and assured You'll be loved and adored No fears, no tears, you're here with your peers Come on, my boy Us brother birds are born to be better, you'll see Brother birds are born to fly free You can say what you like and do what you like with no consequences Lie in the sun, have lots of fun, it's all on expenses <laughs> When you're high in the tree, where you're destined to be Your life's never boring, just flap and you're soaring You can look down below at the places you'll go Cos brother birds are born to fly free Now follow me, I'll show you how it's done Isn't life rather boring? Just flap and you're soaring You can look down below At the places you'll go 
should go. My son, you're in the most exclusive place on this island. Opportunity lies in wait. Why not stay? Have a mud cake. I... I really must go. Cause for other birds. Yes, for other birds. Oh, brother birds are born to fly. <laughs> Silly boy. Fly free. Back on Mount Matter, the ladies lay still as bright rays of sunshine peeped over the hill. A beautiful, fresh and quiet morning, except for the sound of Marnie snoring. That was, of course, till she received a kick from our lovely, demure, sweet little flip. Ow! Get off me, you fluffball! Well, stop snoring then, you're waking everyone up! The ladybird woke with a start of the kerfuffle and pulled Flick and Marnie apart. They all pecked a few bugs from the earth for breakfast and readied themselves for the day's hike. Unfortunately, the boulders hadn't magically cleared themselves overnight, so there they still were, still piled up, still blocking the path. To the left was a vertical cliff face that could not be climbed, and to the right, a sheer drop down to the sea. There was no avoiding it, so over the rocks they must go. Thalia wasn't an option. They had eggs to lay. We can do this, ladies. We'll work in teams of three. Flick, you'll be with me where I can keep a close eye on you. Valen, please, you come over here and then, then we can go together and then we can just meet more friends. Anyone else? Who's left? Anyone at all? Jemima, shall we just look around? Guess I'll be with you then, Fallon and Safi. I guess you will, Marnie. It looks awfully slippery up there, Fallon. Oh, do hurry up. We don't want to be left behind. They began climbing. It was tough and it was tiring. <sighs> Nevertheless, they persisted. <sighs> Upwards and onwards they climbed, on and on. The ladybirds climbed till their strength was all gone. As Marnie and co neared the uppermost boulder, her talons held tightly to Fallon's right shoulder. With a deep breath, she moved her feet upwards to grip the rocks, but in shifting, she felt her wings slip. With a scream, she fell down with a bash and a blow till she came to a stop many metres below. Without even a thought, Fallon jumped to her aid. She climbed down to where Marnie's still body lay. Marnie! Marnie, speak to me! Marnie! This was why they should have flown over the rocks. As Fallon stared down at Marnie, she was surprised to feel wet tears rolling down her beak and shook them off gently. Marnie, can you hear me? Come back to us, Marnie! Oh. Oh, Marnie! Oh, thank goodness! I, I thought I was... I know. Me too. If we stay here, she'll get cold. We need to get over the boulders. Marnie, can you walk? I, I, I don't know. It, it hurts. Let's try. They got Marnie up to standing, but it was clear she couldn't hold any weight on her talons right now. Working as a group, they managed to help the injured Marnie up and over the rocks. It was difficult and slow, and by the time they got to the path the other side of the boulders... The sun was nearing the horizon. It had taken a whole day. 
They stood there, ruffling and fluffing their feathers, shaking loose earth and debris from their plumage. Fallon brushed Flick off and tucked her chick under her wing in a tight hug. Thank you, Fallon. That was most courageous. I don't want thanks, Penny. I want things to be different. Flight really would... Fallon, flight is simply not an option. You've heard the stories. Same as all of us about the ladybird who broke the rules and ended up in the cage for life. Now, you may think I'm being cruel, but I don't want you, me or any of us to suffer that same fate. Do you hear me? Yep. Right now, ladies, help Marnie up. We all need to focus, watch our footing and hold on tight to the cliff. The way ahead became steeper and steeper until the ladybirds were gripping onto the mountainside with all their might. Onwards and upwards, I can't go any further. Climbing together. Oh, this is a joke. Just one foot in front of the other. I'm not ready to be a mother. Side by side. They clambered over the crest of the mountain. Before them lay a view so striking it brought the whole group to a stop in silence. The rich golden beams of a setting sun blazed through the sky. It was on fire. Reds, yellows, oranges, pinks spread across the horizon. Many shut their eyes and bathed in the warmth. Others couldn't do anything but stare. One by one, they nestled in the ground, resting their weary feet. They talked for hours about previous journeys, regaling funny stories and sharing tales passed down from generation to generation. The egg-laying was a tough task, and certainly an intimidating one for those who hadn't done it before. But sat there together, it just felt like everything would be okay. The moon shone down on them, all huddled there. Penny stood and the others followed suit, In a large circle, they reached out to hold each other's wings. Our mothers all made this journey, just as their mothers did, and their mothers before them. They all walked up and laid their eggs right here on this very same ground. Mother Earth, we come to you, as ladybirds have for all these years, to ask for your help, for the strength to lead, the patience to mother and the love to support each other. Please bless us and guide us on this journey of motherhood. End of part three. If you enjoyed this episode, why not tell a friend about it or follow the podcast to make sure you catch every episode. Hatched was created to make female empowerment and musical theatre accessible to all. For more information on how to support the project, you can visit hatchedmusical.co.uk or follow Hatched Musical on Instagram. Hatched was written and produced by Lydia Shaw and Edward Court. It features Sophia Lewis as the narrator and flick, Lydia Shaw as Fallon, Lizzie Wofford as Safi, and Gracie Lai as Marnie. Meripin was played by Edward Court, The Motherbird by Norma Atala, Chief Watchbird by James Hume, and Penny by Sarah Barron. Patty was Debbie McGee, DJ Dave, Matt Slack, Sammy, Nicholas McLean, Flint and the Guard, James Sterling, and Lord Xander Jay was Thomas Hewitt. All other parts were played by various members of the cast. The audio engineer and dialogue editor was Tashari King. The sound designer and mix engineer was Nikki Davison, with mastering by Joe Davison for Auburn Jam Music. 
Hatched was directed by Lydia Shaw with musical direction and orchestrations by Edward Court. Please join us for the next episode.